Hey guys, and welcome back to Cultured Boys, a show where two guys just want to talk about stuff. I'm Nathan, and as always, I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Pepe. How you doing, mate? I'm right, mate. Feeling beautiful today, as always. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd compliment you this time. I, I, oh, like, you know, I've been putting in some extra work, listening through some of the old stuff. <laughs> bit, bit harsh, bit harsh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm liking on you a bit. So. It's, it's not often Nathan gives me a compliment, so it's a, it's a good day today. <laughs> Just, you know, don't chuck out no puns or nothing. And we'll do that. Oh, that's 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 a that's a deal breaker. <laughs> right. Okay. So, what are we talking about today, Nathan? Well, following up from our last episode, we're going to talk about our favorite Nintendo games on the home consoles. That sounds good. So, uh, we're going to uh, span from uh, we're going to go N sixty four. We're going to go GameCube. We're going to go Wii, Wii U, and finally end on the Switch because it's that like, even though it's a hybrid like handheld console thing we go we go go count it as a mainline console yeah and we've specifically done this because n64 was the nintendo home console that was out when we were kids i know there's two more before that but we didn't experience it so yeah we're going from like what we had basically if you want us to talk about old games you can ask us too i don't know how good we'll be at it (laughs) but uh yeah i mean you know i've played some re-releases of um like Super Nintendo games and some yeah. uh, NES slash Famicom games, but like mm. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well let's um let's jump into it. Should we go for Nintendo 64 then Nathan? Yes. Least goal. Uh who wants to go first? Um I'm a uh, should I take this? I'll go for the first on this one. Um so my favorite Nintendo 64. Oh, hold on. Disclaimer, before we jump into any of this, um I had to really go through my choices because if like if I chose my favorite <laughs> game on each console, I literally like the whole list would be oh yeah Smash N sixty four Smash <laughs> Melee for GameCube uh, Smash Brawl and like I'd be going through like loads of Smash games so I've I've limited myself on this list to one Smash game. <laughs> Just a disclaimer, <laughs> otherwise it would literally be <laughs> a full list of Smash Bros games and no one wants to hear that much about Smash. If you do, that's great, but. Yes, let's keep it fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, that's not much of a discussion, is it? Like, no. not much of a not much of a chat. <laughs> no. When one guy's just like, "Yeah, okay, cool, whatever you were saying." So, Smash Bros. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Okay, so yeah, um, my favorite Nintendo sixty four game. I'm gonna say it's uh, Pokemon Snap. Actually, oh, okay. Um, it's one of those ones where, like, I, I didn't actually have a Nintendo sixty four as a kid either. So I got mine pretty late in the game. But I think it was like when I was about sixteen. Because I had a PlayStation, I didn't have a Nintendo sixty four. Um, so okay. I, a lot of my Nintendo sixty four experiences were in my uh, mid teens. But um, like I, I played like the ones I always wanted to get. So I got Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Stadium, Smash Bros, uh, like Legend of Zelda. Uh, like I got all. I basically just bought a whole bunch of Nintendo sixty four games. And um, like Pokemon Snap, like that stood out to me, man. Like. I remember, like, I I finally understood the hype that everyone had for ages about Pokemon Snap. It was like, oh, you take pictures, and it's like, you get this feel, like, like taking pictures of Pokemon and stuff. It's a good game. I enjoyed that. And obviously, when uh, consoles came out, like the 3DS, um, like the Wii U, like all those consoles, you think, oh, it'd be a really good opportunity for a second Pokemon Snap. Obviously, we didn't get that until the Switch, which I feel like even... <laughs> Even though, like, it's a great, it's a great console for it to be on. Don't get me wrong, but like, surely, like, um, like the Wii U had a great opportunity for it. Like, also had a camera on the. Exactly, that's why. Like, imagine, like, it just would have made sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you could have done an augmented reality kind of thing. Yeah, I think like if it was augmented reality, I think there's like a borderline. Oh, <laughs> I, I think it it'd be um, a novelty that I'd like get quite bored of quite quickly <laughs> like a lot with a lot of ar i just i'm just not a fan of ar stuff yeah I, even on pokemon go i like turn that stuff off almost immediately god i could not play pokemon go with AR. I, don't, I don't know anyone that does really unless they're taking pictures that's an opportunity like to take pictures of your pokemon which is kind of like pokemon snap just for pokemon go i guess but um <laughs> like Nah, like pokemon snap it was a really fun game i enjoyed playing that um i spent a fair few hours on it just Filling out the Pokedex and stuff. Um, you did you play the original 
Snap Nathan. I played it at uh the <laughs> in in London, I played it at the Millennium Dome, the Pokemon celebration thingy that was there, the Pokemon event. I played it there. Um I didn't get the hype even as a kid. I didn't quite understand what I was doing. I actually had more fun throwing apples around and <laughs> getting headshots with uh, the apples. Oh, oh. You're that kid. <laughs> yeah, you're that kid. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally am. Uh, I didn't, yeah, I I still don't get the hype. I said that before when we did a previous episode, the Pokemon Direct. Um, I don't get it, but it's cool. Um, yeah. I, I, that, that I'm going to be silent for a lot of Pokemon Snap because I just don't get it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's not everyone's cup of tea. If you're into the mainline Pokemon like battling stuff, and, like I say, I say it's more of a competitive game in it like, than Snap. Because Snap's chill. That's that's the thing with Snap. It is literally just a chill game. You're taking pictures of Pokemon. It's like you don't have to think too much about it. You got like obviously there's certain things you got to do to trigger events, but. Like that's that's all it is. Is otherwise you can just have a chill time, be like, "Hey, there's this Pokemon doing a pose. There's this Pokemon doing a pose. I throw an apple, so this fucking bastard appears." <laughs> <laughs> I've been that one in the head, and that one in the head, and that one in the <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, <laughs> D- different players are different games, <laughs> but um, yeah, I enjoyed that one. That, that's uh, that'd be my go-to Nintendo sixty-four game. I'd say. Nice. Well. It's a good transition because my pick is Pokemon Stadium. <laughs> hey, there you go. I, I saw this coming. I was like, he's gonna he's he's gonna say the Pokemon Stadium regards. I think it goes back to that Pokemon discussion as well, doesn't it, Nathan? I, yes, it does. Yeah. The minigame, isn't it? Yeah. It's a minigame. Yeah. Mini <laughs> and also links back to what I said before. I played both of these at the Millennium Dome, like at that Pokemon event. Um, and I remember I just remember Pokemon Stadium. It's stuck in my head like crazy because I was like whoa they're 3d like and this is like the game that i play on my game boy it was mad as a kid like it blew my mind and the fact that like i could have this at home as well like it wasn't an arcade machine like although it looked like it because you know those display things but like yeah it, it was the fact that i could battle in 3d and you could at least with the first one you got the little um game boy pack thing to plug into your controller and then you could transfer your Pokemon from the games, the handheld games, into Pokemon Stadium. And I thought that was really cool. So, you know, uh, the first thing you do is obviously you try and do the battles. But as a kid who didn't understand type advantage and stuff, yeah. um, I still sucked at that game. I lost a lot. And I didn't get very far in like the gym leader challenge or any of the cups or whatever. So obviously, yes, that's why my pick is because of the mini games. But at the same yeah. time, and I've said it before in previous episodes, the mini games were really fun. And oh, what yeah. most people ended up doing anyway, because they were party games. You know, people would come over, you could have up to like four players, and then you would just play these mini games because they were fun. And you would just repeat and repeat and repeat. Oh, but the, yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, well, I say that I had, as again, I, I had Pokemon Stadium in my late teens. It was, it was at the point where. People didn't come around to play Nintendo 64 anymore. <laughs> that, well, that was, you didn't have the right friends. I didn't. <laughs> I would have come over to play N64 because oh, I'm pretty right. sure I still had mine plugged in when I was a teenager yeah. as well. I, that's the one thing about having Nintendo 64 in your mid-teens. It's like, hey, I've got this, like, I've got this brand new TV and I've got to like plug this in, but then obviously it's Nintendo 64, so it's an old console, and yeah, it, it, like some bits just weren't compatible either. So I think I enjoyed a good couple years of my Nintendo 64 before I was like, oh, I need to buy a new um, like the the pack. What was it like the power pack or whatever? Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. that that went bust, and then it was like, oh, now I need to buy new cables for it because it needs <laughs> to plug in somewhere, and it just turned into a thing like this is a lot more like of an issue to maintain with newer. <laughs> newer tvs yeah i know exactly what you mean and then you have the issue of like oh well it plugs into the new tv but now it looks like garbage yeah <laughs> like my previous my previous tv for some reason anything in the av slot it would just put this like it would turn the brightness like all the way down as if it like yeah. didn't exist like the tv didn't have a backlight or anything and you're like what is wrong what is going on so then like you can't play any of the old games on the original console because like you couldn't see anything nah so i think that i had the opposite problem i think at one point mine just is like completely overexposed 
And I remember oh. watching the intro for Pokemon Snap and I was like, the fuck? Why is it so bright? I was literally <laughs> staring at the screen. But um, no, Pokemon Stadium is like, is, is a great game, like all around. As a kid, you just go absolutely love it. Like, and, yeah, and I did. The, the thing is about those games as well, in the battling, there's more animation in those in those Pokemon, in those older games, than there is in the, like Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah, there is. <laughs> that's, that's a sad thing about it. Like, I think, yeah, I can understand why people are a bit annoyed about the about the newer Pokemon games because yeah, they don't have as many animations. Obviously, it's a cool world, and I do still enjoy those games. It's just like, yeah, I could put a little bit more effort into it. But I mean, that's what it always comes down to, isn't it? It's like you could have made a slightly more interesting game, but you didn't. Yeah, it is a thing. But <laughs> hey, it's one of those ones you can't really even make a new Pokemon Stadium, can you? Because the the whole peak of like what everyone loved about Pokemon Stadium was it was three D Pokemon in a world where we only experienced two D. And now, where do you even go from that? I think it'd have to be a spin off game, if anything. But even then, it probably wouldn't smack as well right? the only way i could see it coming back is it's two separate spin-off games so you would have the battle simulator right where it is like the meta of that year or that generation and it's all the pokemon or whatever and that's it that's all you're doing is battling right and then there's the other one which is turns into just sort of almost like mario party but pokemon like a mini game compilation of all just Pokemon mini games. I'd buy that. I would too, because like if it's anything like I remember from Pokemon Stadium, they don't take too long to play. They're pretty fun, and they're kind of you know like they're sort of creative in a way, you know. So it's like yeah, both ideas sound like they could be on like not full physical releases, but like as like digital digital only games like for twenty quid or whatever, because that's what Nintendo would charge for realistically. Maybe yeah. they'd put them out for thirty to be honest. But um, I mean, yeah. I can see them putting the battle simulator out maybe as a standalone. Yeah. Or like, the thing is, I could see both sides where they're both standalone on a cartridge, and you're like, why did I pay that much for this cartridge? But then at the same time, I could see it, they put it as a digital only thing as well, and it sort of doesn't get like advertised, and no one really knows. And then one day you go, oh wow, what is this thing? That when did this come out? And it's like, oh, it came out like two years ago. And you're like, what the fuck? When? What? <laughs> I like, it'd just be great to just see these bits back again, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but yeah, yeah. It, it needs some sort of new evolution and pun unintended. Um, but like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know where it could go, to be honest. Yeah. It, it's one of those ones, maybe it's just a relic of the past. It's just going to stay there. I don't... I don't see a world where a Pokemon Stadium spin-off or anything comes back. Personally. Yeah, I can't see it either because it's like, really, it's just bring back the mini games because the battles are now like, I mean, what with like Pokemon Showdown and stuff, you know, it's not official, but people use it to battle and only battle. And it's like, well, you don't need an official Pokemon battle simulator now, do you? No, you don't. No, you no one would pay money for that if you can just get it for free. Exactly. <laughs> get it for um, free and they update it all the time so it like keeps up with all the meta and stuff so anyway so pokemon stadium pokemon snap moving on to gamecube my pick is probably a bit controversial because it's uh-huh. not a very good game but i loved it sonic adventure 2 battle because okay. i yeah. loved the chow gardens <laughs> and that was my go-to game i would play through like certain levels to get all the rings I could to buy stuff for my chows. Yeah. <laughs> of course, that's the reason why you've uh, chosen. <laughs> Look, right. The actual game, kind of trash. Controls weren't great. Camera wasn't great. And the overall, the game kind of was just sort of like, meh. Eh. It, it's early 3D Sonic, you know? So it's like, there was a lot of stuff to work out, and 3D Sonic hasn't had a great time. But that Chow Garden, bro. The Chow Garden. <laughs> it's the redeeming feature. <laughs> it literally is. It's the best part of that game. Like, there's a lot of work into it, right? But, like, it was brilliant. Uh, I I did have this game because I think I bought it when it, like, it was just on sale. I think I found it for like seven quid in game or whatever. Um, so obviously I didn't get it day one, <laughs> but that's um, fine. I do I do remember the Chow Garden. That's that's one of the one of the things I do remember about this game. Just 
it had like you get the basic garden right and it's got that cute little like uh bgm going and you got your little chows and they're like babies so they're like making baby noises and you're raising these little things and you know and then you can name you can get them named and you can buy stuff to make them happier and that and then you've got like little mini games for them you can make them fight each other you can make them race (laughs) i mean that is it but it's like different races and it gets more difficult and like throughout the game you can pick up little animals or these weird like glow stick things and it will increase their stats and like their appearance changes but if you like max out one stat like the speed and you're the hero the child looks like sonic and like it was yeah. stuff like that it was i just loved it <laughs> it's just like you've experienced you've you've you've, you've loved this game for basically a glorified tamagotchi is yeah. what it is you've you basically got like yeah sonic was cool and everything but the child guy, <laughs> I get to look after this little bastard. That's where the, that's where the peaks are. Like, fuck all the story that's going on right now. There's this this thing. <laughs> this child garden. You, yeah. No one cares about the story except for the very first level where Escape from the City plays and you're fucking yeah. snowboarding down the fucking hills of San Francisco. <laughs> and that's it. Everything else is just, who, yeah. who gives a fucking shit? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I, I, like, I don't know how much I experienced of, uh, that game. Because I, I did say I bought it, but I don't think I ever completed it or got that far in it. I finished it. Like, on um, both stories. But again, as someone who finished it and played it, Chow Garden is really the only redeeming feature. Yeah. And some of <laughs> the songs. Enough, yeah. Some of the music. That's it. Yeah. Those are the I only mean, redeeming features. That's one thing that Sonic always does quite decent. I think Sonic music is like, yes, that's, a, that's some top tier shit right there. Like, I think Sega as a company actually like smash their music. Yeah, like, they, they a lot of their games do have pretty good music, but I feel like we're also saying that because Sega own Atlas and Persona normally has really good music. Yeah, I mean, well, that, like it is it's true. Persona have like some banging tunes, but like there's Outrun as well. Yeah, Outrun is like sick. That's a that's a good one. Crazy Taxi, I love Crazy Taxi. Yeah. That's okay. Cool. Okay. Right. You've proven okay. You've proven me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> there's oh, there's a lot of things that Sega did. Sega did good music. It's just a shame they don't do good games. Sega <laughs> 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 so, so just give up. Just give up everything. Say so just just go into music production. <laughs> just do no, that. They, they've got good games, but I'm not sure if they're directly Sega. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was yeah, just thinking. Yeah. Oh wait. The Yakuza games are Sega, but they're not made by Sega. They're made by Ryuga Gotoku <laughs> and published by Sega. So, yeah, uh, you know, like gray area. Bakumi Tai is good. <laughs> right. Should I, should I go on to my yes. choice for GameCube? Let's, um, let's just leave all that behind. Okay. <laughs> so I had like I, I struggled with this one because I like GameCube was my probably my first Nintendo home console. Or it is my first Nintendo home console, um, and there's a lot of great games I had on it, but I think narrowing it down, because I can't choose Smash Melee, um, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go for like the other game that made me hype, uh, which was uh, Mario Kart Double Dash. Uh, I thought this was coming. I thought this yeah. was coming. Yeah, it, it was a choice. I narrowed it down to two. It's a choice between this and Pikmin Two, but technically I experienced Pikmin Two on the Wii, so yeah. I'm I'm going off technicalities here. Because I played new play control, but Mario Kart Double Dash is a game that like I love the mechanics of it. I mean, it's not it's not the most ideal game, like, but I love the whole like switching out characters, using two characters, and like putting like team combos together, and like the double items that sort of thing, switching around like mm-hmm. races. I, I love the idea of it as a kid, and I thought it was really cool. And all the race courses in that were like decent as well. Like, uh, did you ever play it, Nathan? I did, but I actually don't have. A- this is probably one of the Mario Kart's I have the least amount of experience for because I actually yeah. didn't know anyone who owned it. So I I only ever played it like two or three times. And it yeah. was, I, I can admit, like from the two or three times I played it, it was really cool. There was a bit of a learning curve, especially when you come from like a normal Mario Kart to that one. And it's like, oh, there's two characters now. Or like, you know, like I'd play it around somebody's house um and it's like oh let's do two player and then like you're playing with them on one cart like that took a bit of getting used to 
Um, but I could I could see why it was so good, like um, the hype behind it. Mm. I'd love to see like another Mario Kart Double Dash because, or like, or even just incorporate it into a mode into into the next Mario Kart game whenever they do it. That would be cool. It'd be a, it was a cool concept. I liked it, and like even just like yeah, as I said, like doing different uh, team combos of like different characters. It just like the different items are in there. Like there was like special items like for teams as well. And g- granted. I went back to the game recently uh, and I was like, bloody hell, this is really hard to play. Because I I always used to play as uh, P.E. Piranha and Uh King Boo. But that is a very heavy car (laughs) in the game. That's like, I don't know how I did it as a kid. Perseverance. Pure perseverance. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how I got that far, to be honest. (laughs) Because I think you had to unlock them in like Mirror Cup or something like that. Like, that's how you get them. You had Koopa Trooper and the Paratrooper as a team. Yeah, I remember that. They they were they were good. They're like speedy boys. Uh, good acceleration, from what I remember. <laughs> um, but I, I just like I really enjoyed that game. Just everything about it is nostalgia for me. I think trying to go back to it, I, I know that I, it was my first Mario Kart, so I didn't actually know all the drifting stuff either. So I literally just used to like curb <laughs> curb a lot of the walls. <laughs> so I just go straight into them. Like yeah, if it was a sharp turn, I'll use the barrier as like a shield, and then I'll just turn around and keep doing things. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't know how i did it but I, it is one of those games like yeah maybe it's nostalgia goggles for me a little bit um but it's one of my favorite mario karts of all time for sure obviously i think uh eight deluxe is probably the well it's the most modern one and it's um it's one we played the most well one i've probably played the most it's newer and it's always accessible so this is a good one um but yeah like i love double dash hopefully we would hopefully we can see a return of it at some point in some form, but I don't know what that would be. Like, I hope oh, it's, a mode. it's hard to say. Yeah, it probably would be a mode, considering the Switch comes with two controllers all the time. So yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, you have to wonder what the next uh, novelty with the next Mario Kart will be. Yeah, it's quite hard, isn't it? Like, it feels like they jumped the shark literally because it's like, oh, the anti grav stuff, you know? Yeah, it is literally like it went from uh, oh, you can go uh, through air and underwater in seven. Uh, like and then they're like, oh, we've got to make it next level. What do we do? And it's like, oh yeah, here's you can do that and anti gravity. If it feels like they're like sort of boxing themselves in a little bit with some of it, because where do you go now? Because obviously you've added all these features, you can't really take them out anymore. No, you can't. But you can't. Anything you add has to make sense. And I don't know what seems like a natural progression after yeah. anti gravity. You'd have to like just go back to the basics and somehow make it like. I don't know, that accessible again. I think that's the only way you can do it. It's like you said, I mean, it could just be the next one is like, oh, it's all of that. And Double Dash, there's two people again. Yeah, Yeah, I I reckon that'd get people hype, I think. Yeah, it would. But like, that's the only other thing I can think now. Like, you can't release a new Mario Kart, have basically all the same mechanics, and then go, oh, we've added some new items. Because it's like, who's going to buy... Okay, people will buy it, but who's going to be happy that they paid full price for basically what could have been DLC? Exactly. That's exactly that. Like, it'd just be different courses. Like, it had to be different courses. But even then, it's like I, you said, it's, it's just deal. It's glorified DLC. At that my point. greatest wish for Mario Kart is that, okay, I get it. They had to revamp a lot of the old maps so that they had some of the newer stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't care for some of the new stuff. Like, I don't care if you brought back some of the old tracks from N64, like Moo Moo Farms or whatever, and it's just a loop, and all you're doing is normal karting. Like, that's fine by me. Do you know what I mean? Like, why did they change some of them, right, super heavily? But then you've got things like, uh, what's it, the N64, like Yoshi's Course, right, where all they did was chuck in a couple of little ramps here and there, and that's yeah. it. Like, it's basically the same thing. So I'm like, you clearly have the capacity to just add some ramps here and there, right? Why did you revamp so many of the other other ones? Like it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's it's some questionable choice. I think oh no, it's just Nintendo. Isn't it? That's just the basic Nintendo. Just, we'll do some something we would go like extremes for. We'll add some stuff. And other times we just had a bare minimum. But I don't know. It's it's a fan favorite, maybe. That's maybe that's why. Like, oh I like the old Yoshi course, so let's um let's keep it there. Like keep it as basic as possible. I mean, fair enough. But yeah, I mean, with Deluxe, at least they added like the battle stuff back in. And yeah. actual, actual good battle maps. Because I remember it was on the Wii U, it was literally just like, hey, just race around this course and just hit each other. 
And it was like, that's like the worst battle mode I've ever heard of. <laughs> and then like, they actually they fix it in the... Uh, they need one. to bring that back the DS course. Like the actual, oh, literal, the literal yeah. DS. The giant yeah. floating DS in space. See, on the GameCube, they had the fucking, they actually had the GameCube on it. Where you could just race around on just like the flat GameCube surface. That was cool. Yeah, let's bring back these things. I imagine, imagine just racing around on a Switch. Yeah, the buttons and that are like... And the, the Joy-Cons, like the Joy-Cons move or something. Yeah, like you could do yeah, that. And then you I'm have jealous. to like hit the button to like jump over or something, yeah, you know, like... Man. Or like the plus button and the minus buttons are like ramps or something. You know what I mean? Like there's opportunities for these things. Why aren't they doing this? <laughs> Nintendo, hit us up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Mario Kart Double Dash for sure. Yeah, that's my go-to for GameCube. Nice. I don't think this will be a surprise to anyone. Um, yeah. But on the Wii, my choice is Wii Sports. Oh fucking hell! Yeah, of course we like. It's it's the go-to for the Wii, isn't it? Yeah. Like. Is free with every Wii. <laughs> yeah, it was free with every Wii, and it was like it was great. You know, you play whatever sports you want. Most most of the time, you play bowling, you do boxing, and then you know you got enough people, you feel like it. You do some tennis, and if you really wanted to, you know, I liked playing baseball on there too. Oh yeah, baseball's good. And then um, you know the odd golf here and there. That's the one I think most people played the least. But yeah definitely <laughs> but yeah Wii Sports like it was almost the perfect game for the Wii and they gave it with the console so it, a lot of the time I just never I didn't really play much else on my Wii I, I used to just be like cool I'm just gonna play some Wii Sports I'll, I'll do a bit of yeah. boxing boxing is cool yeah it's just one of those games isn't it like everyone could play that's the thing because like, I remember getting the Wii for Christmas and it was one of those ones where it'd just be like oh okay like two people can play and like you just like obviously, it's the Wii, so even though it's motion controls, it's not the most like integrated motion controls. You're just yeah. swinging around the thing, and it will do something. So, um, but like, it is it's, it is just a great game to have, and it's one of the reasons why the Wii did so well. Definitely, I think. Like, yeah, because it was an all inclusive. Like I remember playing it with like my little little cousins. <laughs> they don't know what's going on, but they know if I move my hands with this thing in like while holding this thing, like the little character on screen will do something. So like, it was always fun. It's so easy to understand. Like it literally, you don't need to press any buttons. It's like, it's the one thing you probably give your grandma to play and she'd be like, oh, okay, cool. I know what I'm doing here. Well, I mean, that's why the Wii sold so much as well, isn't it? Cause it was like a lot of the um, elderly ended up playing it because like the Wii was so easy. And that's how a lot of them ended up getting like their exercise or becoming active again. Like it was cool. Uh, but yeah, nah, I agree with you there. Like it's an iconic one. My Wii game that I've chosen uh, is I. We've talked about like the the line of games before in previous episodes, but the game I've chosen is uh, One Piece Unlimited Adventure. Ah, <laughs> okay. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones like I was thinking. Ah, oh, what is it? What is the game I played most on Wii? I realise it's Brawl. So I can't choose Brawl. <laughs> uh, so uh, um, so I, I chose the other game that I specifically bought uh, a Nintendo Wii freeloader disc to play uh, like different region games, basically. Because so, obviously the, the Wii was region locked and I wanted yeah. to play games that the UK didn't have at the time. Because Smash Bros. Brawl came out like about six months later than the rest of the world for some reason um so oh, we still I, had that weirdness going on yeah it was that thing so i, I wanted to play brawl early so uh i got the freeloader disc and got a copy of american brawl uh so i played it a bit earlier than everyone else uh but the other game that i got this for was one piece unlimited adventure because there was no in there was no uk release date for it and i really wanted to play this game uh and honestly like this game was so fucking cool like as like at the time I was like a huge One Piece fan. I was getting into like a basically I was watching the anime on YouTube and like free parts because that was the only way I do as like a kid in my teens. And like I was getting back into One Piece again after watching the awful four kids dub, which I didn't know was awful at the time. Um, <laughs> but um, like it had like what was it uh, like all Amer- like it was dubbed as well. Like all the One Piece characters were dubbed. I think it's the only One Piece dubbed game so far. I think, because um, it's, it's the Funimation dub as well, it's not the 4Kids dub. So, um, 
But like, yeah, he had like Frankie was dubbed at the time and he wasn't even in the anime yet. And it was like, wow, that's cool. And um, like there was like, there was so much content. I've talked about these games before in like previous episodes, but like One Piece Unlimited Adventure was so like, at its time. I remember like everyone made a fuss about it. Like I remember watching like, um, like I think it was E3 press conferences or whatever. They were showing gameplay and it was like, there's fishing in this, there's bug catching. I definitely talked about this with Unlimited Cruise, but I think Unlimited Adventure is the first one. And arguably for me, I think it's the best one just because it's not split into two parts for one. <laughs> so it's not a money grab. <laughs> um, like you have your like villains up to uh, Water 7, sort of uh, like, so like I think the final, the final actual canon boss in it is Aokiju. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think like the, the side boss on the final level is Luchi. Which like both of them are my favorite characters in One Piece as well, by the way. So <laughs> that's why I was that's why I was like, okay, this final world is awesome because I'm fighting my favorite characters, um, favorite villains in the series, even and characters. But um, like this game was just so cool. It's open world, like and you're like as open world as it can be anyway. Like and you're just like Luffy punching people. You got like unlock moves and stuff. And like the, the story was. It was okay. Obviously, it's all original story, and you're helping this like little rabbit bastard try and find his master or whatever, or recollect his memories. And it's like it's a it's a cool original story. I enjoyed it. It's um it's nice <laughs> as, as a one piece. Like I'm not going to say it's the best fucking story I've ever played in a video game. Let's be honest. It's it's like if you if you like like random one piece story. Where like you see the characters like doing stuff. I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm babbling on for a moment, but <laughs> it's a good game. It's a good game. I'd recommend it if you have a Wii <laughs> and you want to play an old school One Piece game that I think is probably one of the best of its time. There's multiplayer <laughs> shit on it. I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. This once you've done the story, there's not much else you can do. There's a there's a there's a two player. We can you can actually choose all the characters that you fought against so you can play as like all the bosses you fought against it's just it's just awful because it's like a top-down view so it, all of it was like third person the whole game of the whole story mode was third person but then suddenly the versus mode is like this bird's eye view and they just it's awkward combat and like you can't have like all the characters you want on the team or whatever you know, you're making teams basically but um strange choice it's uh you're not playing it for that though that's just like hey we need to add an extra mode in it so here you go um but like the story was good and there's like about six or seven days it's, it's like your typical hey go to your grass world then you go to your um what was it uh cave world or whatever uh ice world it's like a typical like sort of mario-esque kind of thing where you like uh, they have oh like, here's these different themed worlds and you just go to them yeah, this game is good. I don't know if you ever be able to find it again, especially not in the UK because it didn't come out over here. But yeah, it's a good One Piece. Probably my favorite One Piece game of all time, I'd say. Sorry, I still can't get over your great sales pitch of it's a nice story. I panicked. <laughs> I really panicked. <laughs> uh, what's, what's the first word that came to Pepe's mind? Nice. <laughs> like imagine if imagine if games like if, like game companies actually uh, like sold their games like that. Hey, do you want a nice story? <laughs> oh, could you just imagine anything sold like that? Like watch the new Captain America film. It's a nice film. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! I really did panic there. I think yeah, I, I just doubled on. There you go. <laughs> Never gonna live that shit down. <laughs> it was a nice sales pitch. Yeah, thank you, Nation. <laughs> Let's move swiftly on. Let's move that past that night. Move past the nicety. <laughs> right. Oh, mate. Right. Um, so, what's your Wii U pick? Fucking hell. Okay, this is this is a tough one, you know, because <laughs> like pretty much all the Wii U games that have come out are basically now on the Switch. <laughs> so yeah. I wanted to choose something that was still on the Wii U that hasn't been ported over. Um, and honestly, it actually wasn't too hard. I narrowed it down to two. Uh, and my game is actually Game & Wario. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I thought you'd pick that. A lot of people hated this. 
a lot of people did not like Game and Warrior, um, mainly because the story, like the main single player of Game and Warrior, wasn't exactly what people liked before. Like, because he had like Warrior Rare touched on uh, DS. Oh, what a great game! A fantastic Warrior. I think that that's that's my favorite Warrior Warrior Rare game of all time. I think that's most people's favorite. Like that game was just it's so good. I, I love that. And then you had WarioWare on the Wii as well. That was also good. That was a good one as well. Like, I think those are like peak WarioWare games for me. Yeah. And like, I think uh, they had the, like later on as well, obviously this is past the Wii U's time. But um, WarioWare Gold as well. I don't know if you played that. Which one's that? It's on the 3DS. And basically, Nathan, it's basically like WarioWare Touched 2 is the best way of putting it. I didn't play that one then. No, it, it came out really late in the 3DS's life cycle, to be honest. It, like, oh, it came out... Okay. Probably a year before they was like, "Hey, we're getting rid of all these. <laughs> we're getting rid of this now." So, um, but it was a good game. I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed Gold, but the uh, Game and Warrior single player. Yeah, it's not everyone's greatest one. I can understand that because I personally didn't really like the single player that much either. However, the redeeming quality of Game and Warrior was the multiplayer for me, because like this is when I had the Wii U and Uni as well. And like me and my mates, we used to just like, hey, what do you want to do tonight? Do you want to play, uh, watch some stuff? And we're like, no, let's crack open Warrior uh, Game and Warrior, and we'd play this game called Flonks. Yeah, you know the game, right, Nathan? I think you you must have played it. <clears throat> yeah, I played it at your house. Yeah, it's a it's a freaking sick game because basically, I think you have like I think six people maximum you can have on uh, this game, and it's such a random number six, but um, like. You get like a whole bunch of these little flonk people and your aim is to use the gamepad to um, launch these guys onto targets. And you've got your different stages of how, like how difficult the targets are to reach. So you've got like your basic like target arena where it's like, oh, you've got five points in the middle, you've got your two points, three points, whatever. Um, and then there's ones where it's like there's a tower where like if like you can overbalance the tower like and all the flonks die, which is... That was like such a test of friendship there because you could either be like, look, mate, you've, you got, we all want to try and win here, but let's not kill the whole game. <laughs> and like it's, it's just one of those ones where it really tests friendships, that one. Because you, you just gonna get the <laughs> asshole that's going to tip over the town and no one wins. <laughs> it's, that's just the thing. Um, but that's the thing about game where I had like that and then there was like a spy game as well. Where like um, you're trying to guess who the thief is, like they're stealing fruit and stuff. Like so, the, like the thief is on the gamepad. Oh, and, I think I remember this one. And eventually, like um, you choose when the lights go out. Yeah. Or something yeah, like that. Yeah, we yeah. have to wait. And uh, like there's people watching on the big screen trying to guess who the thief is. And like so you have like all the, like you're like one thief in like a crowd of like a hundred people, and you like narrow it down to like okay, no, this person's like they they got ginger hair. They got round face, like, and it's a re- that's another really good one. Like, I think those are the two main multiplayer ones I used to play. Uh, I remember we played like a Pictionary one once. Yeah. Oh my god, there was a Pictionary one as well. It's like there's an art gallery or something. I don't remember yeah. too much about it. It was like it was like you took turns and you had to draw something within like thirty seconds or something, and it was like you had to get as the people had to guess as many of the drawings correctly as possible. That's it. That is literally it. Oh man, that was so good as well. Like that's why I don't understand why people really didn't like Game and Warrior as much. Like, yeah, the okay, yeah, single pressure. But like the multiplayer <laughs> make it makes it redeemable. It really does. Um, like that was such a good game. Like, ah, oh, I've gutted people. Like people didn't like it as much. It's good for. It made the most out of gamepad as well. Those games. Oh, it did. And it like, really did. It was one of those ones. One of those games, like with the Wii U, there was a few games that definitely struggled with that, or it felt too like it felt like it was pushing the gamepad too hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. There were some games which really couldn't find that balance, but Game and Warrior, I think, found that great balance. Man, that was good. I like that. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice game. It's it's a nice multiplayer game. Like I, it's the only reason why I'd uh, recommend it just for the multiplayer. Well, piggybacking off with the multiplayer aspect, my choice is also because it's a lot of multiplayer. It's Nintendo Land. It's honestly the one I played the most, right? It's because when people come over, you can do, like, you always do, like, the Link Challenge, 
So one of, you know, whoever's on gamepad is the archer and anyone else who joins, because I think you could add up to uh, three people or something like that. So you could have two swordsmen and one archer. And I've done that before. That was really fun. Um, or you've got like the Animal Crossing game where even yes. though it's technically, it's technically two player, but you could split it like because it basically one person has a Wiimote and controls the little character running around picking up the candy to drop in the little the little bowls, the little areas. I was like at a family's house, right? I brought my Wii U with me and I was like, actually, why are we playing this two player? When one person, everyone always complained that like, oh, controlling, you know, Booker in that, the two dogs was hard for one person. I'm like, wait, there's two people sitting around here that want to play. Why don't you just take half the gamepad controller each and control one each? Then it became three player. And it was actually more interesting that way because like, okay, they had to control their, like their camera automatically moved based on their distance from each other and wherever you as the the villager was right but that's also what made it challenging because now you've got two people chasing you mm -hmm. but they also have their own set of challenges and like there's a bunch of other mini games like you know there was the um the yoshi toad one i love that one i love the yoshi one i think that's that's one of the ones i played the most on uh, nintendo land like again is or um you've got the luigi's mansion one yeah like played that quite a lot or um, the odd occasion didn't play it as much, but you had the Metroid one where like one of you is with the gamepad is like flying around as uh, Samus's ship, and one yeah. of you is like on the ground basically as Samus, and you're like trying to fight each other. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I definitely didn't play that one as much. It was, I think I definitely, I played um, Yoshi one and Luigi's Mansion were the two that I played the most. On See, that. the one I played quite a lot, surprisingly, right was and it was only a uh, single player but because everybody could take turns and it was like a skill based kind of thing was the donkey kong challenge do you remember oh that? god bloody hell i remember yeah that was annoying i think yeah it's like you said it's a challenge for it like oh yeah how far can you get in it yeah some of those ones like, it lost its novelty after a couple tries i think see i remember i spent like a whole afternoon playing that one time like with two other people because it was like it started off as a competition, then it became like a group effort to try and get yeah. to the goal. For me, Nintendo Land is all about the multiplayer aspect for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, it had, like, for what it was, I think Nintendo Land was actually really cool. I don't think all the Wii U game, uh, sorry, Wii U consoles were packaged with it, were they? No, um, I had to buy mine separately. Yeah, same. Um, but, like, Nintendo Land also was, like, one of the first games where Nintendo went to, you know, started implementing that new style more, like the shinier, like toy style with like yeah. patchwork and stuff, you know, like fabric and like textured, actual physical looking things. Like that's where they put a lot of that in this game. And it seems like that's where they probably sort of perfected it and like moved, started experimenting more with their other titles. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. It it works well with that game as well. Like, it felt a bit more polished. Like it, it felt nice. It, like, it was great. And like, uh, yeah. what was it? They're like, <laughs> they're like BGM for like just being in the game was pretty good. I can't remember it now. Is that? Did, 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 there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, like, it was one of those that didn't ever get annoying. At least nah. I don't think so. And like, no, you're right. I think it's it's one of those games where like. Yeah, you just kept on going with it. It was nice. Fucking hell. Can't stop saying it now. It's in my, it's in my, it's in my mind. It's nice. God damn it. <laughs> um, but no, like, it's nice music. It's It doesn't get too great in, basically. Yeah, and it, it was very pleasant. Yeah, like, pleasant. It was, it was simple, but it wasn't annoying. And even though it looped, you sort of... Eventually, it literally just became background. You know, like you didn't really notice it, but you—it wasn't because it was boring or anything. It's just because it blended so well, and it just sort of became, like, you know, part of the world. Yeah, it, like you can just put it down for a bit, and then like start talking amongst yourselves or whatever. And it wouldn't be like fucking up. Can we turn this music off, please? <laughs> it's like getting. Yeah, it'd be one of those ones. It's quite easy. It was, a, it was always a yeah. vibe. 
Yeah, honestly, <laughs> there's always just a vibe. It was, it was a good, yeah, like, it's one of those ones, like, obviously you can understand why it wasn't ported to the Switch. But even, like, a sequel or whatever, like, we're using Joy-Cons or something the like that. The thing is... That would have been could, cool. You could port that to the Switch, though, right? Because mm. all you need is, like, Joy-Cons, right? Yeah. And one person... Okay, now one person probably needs to use the uh, another Joy-Con or something, right? Or um, they figure it out. I, I don't know how it would work, right? But yeah. you could sort of figure it out. I reckon some of the some of the motion games can still work for sure. Definitely, I think um, I think it'd be one of those ones they'd have to revamp it and make. They wouldn't be able to port the whole game over. Yeah, it it would take work. Yeah. They'd have to make Nintendo Land Two. I think is what they'd have to do. Oh, I'd be down for and that. And just come up with some new new mini games. Bring back some of the old ones though. Oh yeah, definitely like, stuff like Luigi's Mansion or whatever. Somehow. Luigi's Mansion, Animal Crossing, Link's Challenge. Oh, like, there's so many good ones. It was a good like. It's one of those ones that like. Kind of like it kind of went down that Wii Sports vibe, yeah. Where like you got your Mies in there, which is what everyone's still hyped about, I guess. Well, it was, it was dying down compared to the Wii anyway, like. But um, it was like it worked, like it was, it was nice. Like, it was a bit more complicated than sports, obviously, because sports was just sports and it was yeah, like, play. But um, no, it was a nice party game. Fucking hell. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, and yeah. It was good. I liked it. Good game. Yeah. The Wii U for the Wii U. That that's 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 like a, that's a key phrase as well. Like the like the yeah. Wii U only had like a few good games on it, and like I think both Nintendo Land and Game Warrior are ones that I'd recommend from. Definitely, if you can somehow get your hands on a Wii U in both of those games, please do. But yeah, okay, Switch games. Okay, so this one was pretty hard for me because I was like, do I go for something I played a lot? Or do I go for something I truly enjoyed? Because, you know, like, you can play a game a lot, but not, like, enjoy it as much as something else. Um, This was really, really hard. I had a few choices, but I ultimately went with Super Mario Odyssey. Ah, okay, yeah. I can understand that. Every time I think of that game, I just have a smile on my face. Like, I just have so many good memories, right? I had so much fun with it. It was beautiful. And it, you always felt accomplished because there were so many fucking moons. <laughs> like, yeah. It always felt like there was something to do. And then sometimes it was just like looking and exploring in that new area was good. Like, obviously, my favorite area is New Donk City because, you know, Jump Superstar is like a fucking banger of a song. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. It was a banger of a song. And that whole area is kind of cool and it's kind of weird because they're like real humans and Mario's like this weird short guy and you can control a taxi. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's just really weird, but I liked it. Uh, yeah, so mm. Super Mario Odyssey. It was a brilliant game and if you haven't played it, please do. I've um, The thing is, I haven't completed Mario Odyssey. I've, def- I've got it. Um, and I think the only reason why I haven't finished it is because I had other games at the time that I was focusing on. You know, like, like you, you were just really into a game. You're like, oh, I want to get this. Like, I think I found it cheap somewhere. Why is, like, why is that, like, the phrase I hear the most in these episodes? Oh, yeah, I didn't finish it. I was focusing on something else. Like, I've honestly, actually, I have physically heard that so many times. It is something that I think is just a me. Like, it's just me. Like, I, I could have finished this game. but I feel like I don't even finish games as much as I used to, to be honest, mate. That's probably, like, horrible considering consider, like, our channel. But like, I literally pick up games. I probably get three quarters way through them, and then I'm like, "Ah, oh, no, there's this game." <laughs> or it's like I play it for five hours. And I'm like, "Ah, oh, this game." <laughs> I tell you what it is. It's, it's, it always goes back to that same problem that I have. I'll tell. I'll talk to you about it later. Uh, <laughs> like, shortly. Um, but no, Mario Odyssey. I can completely understand why it's so hyped. Uh, like, it's one of those like 3D Mario games. Like, all the 3D Mario games are pretty consistent. That's not. Let's not be around the bush. Yeah, but this is like the best of the best, like so polished. I don't know how they're going to top this one. It just works so well. You know what I mean? It's like they've learned yeah. from their mistakes in previous games and they're just like, hey, there we go. Let's do this. It's the collectability factor of the moons, like you said. And there's just like, it's good. It's... <laughs> See, I didn't say nice that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I know what you mean. It was like the culmination of what felt like every... 3d mario game like everything mm-hmm. that was in a 
there before they learned and improved and this is what they came up with and it is a amazing game and it was like not a launch title but pretty much a launch title you're like it didn't come out too far after the switch and it was definitely when it came out it was like one of the games on switch to own yeah i think it still is to be honest with me i think oh, like, yeah. that, that and breath of the wild are like your go-to games yeah like... easily both of those are so amazing but um yeah mario odyssey edged it out because i as much as i love breath of the wild and as much as i played fire emblem three houses and love that mm-hmm. game like this is the one that just brings me the most joy even from thinking about it mm. no it's it's like a it's a happy game as well like it's a, it's like so colorful and there's so many different themes of it like yeah it's good it's it's like you said as well it has like what you're talking about in uh, the with Nintendo Land, it has like a really nice polish about it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It does. It's uh, shiny. It's yeah. really shiny. And like taking over enemies and stuff, that's a really cool concept. I like. Um, Plus, prefer. spoilers for anyone who hasn't, right? So mm. Pepe as well. But like, <laughs> you can also once you finish it, you can unlock a Mario sixty four theme level, and you can be polygonal Mario again oh that's cool and instead like of collect in that area you don't collect power moons it's power stars uh that's cool i like the throwback of that like yeah I like little it's, it's awesome like it's really yeah. really good so no it, like they, they didn't really support it much of dlc though did they like they had no, like, the luigi they, thing they didn't that... i wish yeah it w- and that luigi thing was sort of like a weird multiplayer-esque thing so basically yeah. you would t- control luigi leave a balloon somewhere on a map and then Uh it would sort of appear on somebody else's game and they could find it but besides that that's all it was um i was really hoping they would release more worlds or something because like i feel like mario odyssey was like the platform to be like okay we're probably not going to release another one for a little while let's just add to what we have but I guess that's not what they wanted. So it's a, it's a strange one not to release DLC for. I think. Yeah, because everyone was so willing. Everyone would be so willing to pay for a DLC on that game. I was. I was waiting for it. I was so sure it was coming. Mm. Yeah, so we're like maybe they're focusing like an Odyssey two or something. Because obviously they're going to be focusing on a new Mario game at some point. Who knows if it is Odyssey two? I don't know. I don't know. It, it would. Um, I would like an Odyssey two. But at the same time, I kind of see what I want to see what they would do next, rather than just another Odyssey. Yeah, you're right. Like it's it's fingerless. What is the next big Mario game? What are they gonna do with it? Because like think about it. Like Mario games normally like even the first one does really well, and then the second one normally flops because people are sort of like, oh, it's just more of the same. Yeah, I don't know. Like because I think that's the thing with Galaxy Two. Like I don't know, I don't know if it outsold Galaxy at all, but like it's one of those ones that people preferred Galaxy to over Galaxy. That's the one thing. Like, uh, like people preferred that. Um, maybe it's just a cult hit rather than an actual like. Uh, it probably was because I never even played Galaxy two. I didn't either. No. Um, I played Galaxy one. That was fun. Like all the all the three D Mario games have been fun. Like is it, that's definitely like the theme of those. Like you never pick one up and be like. This is boring. You're like, okay, no, this is fine. You, you do it with, like, you collect your stars, your moons, or whatever. And you're, you're on a roll. You just keep going different worlds, and it's fun. Yeah. And I think that's why I don't want an Odyssey 2. I want to, I want the evolution of the series. Like, what is the next big thing? Because, again, even for, even for Mario, it's getting hard. Like, Galaxy took it into space and was, like, little planets and stuff. And Odyssey, like, evolved on that in a really good way, you know, like, but where do you go from there? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of these Nintendo franchises, they feel like they're reaching their pinnacle. Mm. It's 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 coming up with like a new imaginative idea, really, isn't it? It's like, where do you go from? Like, honestly, like with Galaxy as well, it was like, where do you go from there? And they they did it. They did a great job of Odyssey. Yeah, I, I guess it's more like, how do you change the way you move from world to world? Because if you think about it from mm. 64 to Odyssey, it's just, it's always been like, oh, you... You're in a new location, a new hub world, and then you move to a new... It's a different mechanic or story theme for moving to a Mm. new world. But it is also like, what extra mechanic are you adding on top of that? Because, you know, like Sunshine, we had Flood, and then Galaxy Mm. was the Loomers, and then we've got, you know, Hattie, you know, so I was like... Nah, I, 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 who knows when we'll see another new Mario game, to be honest, because like, that's the thing, they might, be making, like, they might be working on, like, a new one, 
they might not even be ready for the Switch, you know what I mean? It might be like, hey, this is going on the next the next console whenever they release it. Uh, obviously, like the Switch is halfway through its life cycle right now. I mean, I would hope it's not. They're not going to leave it to whatever's next. I feel like the Switch is still got so much more to go. Yeah. Like I know you said, like halfway through its life cycle, but I feel like it's way. There's still way more than that. This thing is not going to die down anytime soon. Yeah, it's true. It's selling well at the moment as well. Like it's sold amazingly during lockdown. Exactly, so, uh, and so yeah. now it's just it's just got to keep up momentum, isn't it? It's just got to release release the games, the software to keep up with the with the demand of all the people who now have the hardware. It's one of those ones like right now we don't like we've got Breath of the Wild two in the works, but like other than that, what is Nintendo's next big game? We got Splatoon three as well, I guess. Yeah, I mean, but that's all you know. That's for you and me and people who like Splatoon. That's it's hard yeah. to say Splatoon three is like your system seller. You know, like no, you're Breath right. of the Wild yeah. two is a system seller. Splatoon three is like it's a cool little game to have. <laughs> Yeah, it pains me yeah. to say it, but it's, it is just like, oh, it's a cool little thing to have. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, what is Nintendo's next system so that isn't rough for a while? But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what Nintendo has in the works for it. Yeah. And, um, but yeah. So, Pepe, kick it off, mate. The end gone. <laughs> what's, what's the it's... nice Switch game? <laughs> well... <laughs> nice um I, I said it from the start i'm only choosing one yeah. smash bros game <laughs> guess what it is <laughs> i mean i had the reason why i've chosen smash bros Ultimate as my favorite switch game is because i've put more hours into this than i have any other smash bros game and not only that it is it is the pinnacle of smash bros games it is ultimate it is always every single character like almost almost every single stage like Minus of what is it, 10, 10 stages that they it wouldn't work as well on the Switch, basically, compared to the uh, 3DS or Wii U or GameCube or whatever. Um, but like it is like the ultimate one. It's got like it's got some competitive play for people who want to do that. It's got the casual play for people who want to do that. Like obviously there's no wave dashing for you, melee bastards. That's <laughs> fine. You can go back to melee and not have your online system or what tournaments because Nintendo are blocking that. Um <laughs> that's a whole other thing. But like it is just like the best Smash Bros. game that they've made so far. There's DLC coming out for it. Like the hype is just continuing on. Like, not only that, like when they announced uh Smash for Wii U and 3DS in like when they had the first trailer in 2013. That's when the Smash Bros. hype train started. And since they've kept it going consistently. Like, people knew another Smash Bros. game was coming out on the Switch when, like, the, D- like, the DLC finished on the Wii U. Like, they knew something was coming for it. And then, like, was it 2018, I think it was? That's when they're like, yep, we're bringing out a Smash game for the Switch. They announced it, E3. Uh, fucking killed it. Like, that, it. like, everyone is here. People lost their shit. You got like K Rule, Banjo, like, you got fucking, like, there's what the fuck choices, like Piranha Plant. Like, there's so much, <laughs> there's so good about Smash Bros. Ultimate. And as a Smash fan, I've been, I've literally been holding this, this, uh, this in the whole time, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> I could have said Melee is my favorite because I'm nostalgia for it. I could have said Brawl is my favorite because it's like got the, like, mad fanfic story that some people love, some people hate. Like the subspace of MSI. I loved it. Smash Bros. 3DS and Wii, uh, 3DS and Wii U. Yeah, like they had some great character choices come in there. You had like Ryu and Cloud introduced, and that was like, yeah. bro, fucking sick character choices DLC. And then Ultimate comes through. Like you think Cloud's not returning from next iteration of Smash Bros. It, he can only be in there once. They added two tracks from Final Fantasy. Suddenly Cloud comes back and like fucking hell, it's Cloud. Cloud's back, and he like fucking Snake. Snake's back in it from, like, Brawl. Like, everyone thought he had no chance. And then suddenly, like, bro, like, everyone's here. Fucking Joker. You got Banjo. Like, both of us aren't hyped about Banjo. But, you know, like, for years, people have been requesting this character. Yeah. But, like, bro, Smash Bros. Ultimate, hands down, the ultimate Smash Bros. It, it, like, the, the fucking things in the name. They could have gone for <laughs> Smash Bros. Nice. The nice Smash Bros. <laughs> they didn't do that. They're like, nah, it's not, nothing like that. It's going to be ultimate. This is the ultimate Smash Bros. And they they delivered, man. They came through for our Smash Bros. fans. <laughs> and 
Like, the, what else can I say? I think I've just gone a massive monologue here about how fucking cool Smash Bros is for the Switch. And that is why it is my favorite Switch game of all time. Just like, it, come, it came through. It's the ultimate crossover. Like, what else is there to say, man? There really isn't. Um, I have nothing to add because you said it all, man. It, that, that was you. That was your platform, right? I gave you, I gave you the stage. I gave you the podium. And you, you took the mic and you just went off. And I'm like, okay, cool. Cool. Well, thank you. You're welcome to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's one of those ones that I, like, I knew from the moment this game was announced that I'm going to absolutely love this. And like, sure, it, it isn't the, it has its flaws. Let's be honest. The online thing is shocking in it. Like that's the, that's the downfall of this game. Like, yeah. The online isn't the greatest. They could have done so much better with it. Like arguably, it's better than some online's, and at least it's it's the most balanced Smash Bros so far. I'd say compared to like like all the rest of them, probably because Sakurai isn't in charge of it. <laughs> but um, it's no, it's it's a good one. Uh, it's a nice one. <laughs> but yeah, it's. It's just one of those ones like, yeah, I've, I've put like, God, how many hours? Of, like over over 500 hours. I'm sure people have put more than that in it. But um, no, nah, hands down, best Smash Bros. game for me. There's so many good, great Switch games on Switch as well, but this one easily just takes it as as a big Nintendo fanboy. That's it. That's, uh, that's my team. Cool. Well, then, that's it, guys. That's That's a wrap. That those are our favorite games on Nintendo home consoles. Uh, any final words that aren't about Smash Bros, Pepe? Oh, not about Smash Bros. Jesus Christ. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um, no, I just say like, thank you for listening again. Yeah. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. Yeah. Have a nice day, guys. Bye. Bye.